G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, as you know, there's all sorts of significant fallout from the Hain Commission, the Royal Commission into the Banking and Finance Industry. And there is debate over how either the government or the opposition might treat those recommendations that have been made about the finance industry in Australia. Let's get some insights and perhaps a Christian perspective when it comes to commentary on what is being faced by both sides of politics in the lead up to an election and how that might affect you and I. Darren Laudenbach is the founder of God's Money Matters. He's a speaker, trainer, mentor, coach and author who's worked for three decades as a certified financial planner, has his head around these issues. Darren, a special welcome back to 2020. Yeah, thank you, Neil. It's good to be back on. Darren, uh, the Royal Commission, and for those of us who've been looking at that uh, almost as armchair critics and uh, (laughs) having our best shot at the banks, uh, now that we're hearing that there are recommendations and that uh, both sides of the government and the opposition are looking at how they'd implement those, what does it mean, do you think, uh, for what might be ahead of us uh, in so far as the financial industry and banking goes? Yeah, it's very interesting. I think overall my opinion is that um, they've actually not achieved what they were hoping to achieve and that they're actually going to give more power and more profits to the big banks um, if the recommendations are taken up. So I don't know that they've achieved what they were hoping to achieve from the beginning, which is better consumer protection and options. And, of course, the government and the opposition talking about a full implementation of the recommendations from the Hain Commission. Sometimes there can be ways that they'll interpret those sorts of recommendations, but if the government or the opposition, depending on who wins government when there's a federal election, if they do implement all of those, what are your thoughts about what might happen with the general way we deal with finance in the family and in business? Yeah, it's going to be very interesting because what effectively they've said, um, let's just pick on mortgage broking for the moment. Um, you know, typical mortgage broker you go to, um, they search um, for a bunch of mortgages that might particularly suit your situation at the time. Um, they'll shop it around particular banks for the right interest rate and the right structure, etc. And then when they're successful in um, securing your business, they, use, they get you a mortgage. At that point, they get paid a commission. And that's been a practice for some time. So... You might say that you know they're only paid on success in um, getting a mortgage to you. Now, the recommendations are that commissions actually be abolished, both upfront and trial commissions, for uh, mortgage brokers. And so that has a, obviously an effect on the mortgage broking industry, but also um, it has an effect, I believe, on first home buyers and other home buyers, um, and potentially business buyers as well, because. What you, what, you know, I suppose the first-time buyer, are they going to um, spend a few thousand dollars with a mortgage broker to get them to search for a mortgage for them? And can they afford to do that? Um, whereas in the past, they wouldn't have had to pay that up front. 
So essentially, those trailing commissions that mortgage brokers have been paid, uh, it hasn't come to the home buyer as an upfront cost. Uh, yes, they've been paying them, but you're saying that there'll be a reluctance from anyone who's looking to use a mortgage broker to use them if there's going to be a multi-thousand dollar charge up front. Yeah, so what will happen um, is that they wouldn't get the initial commission up front, which is, you know, it depends on the size of the loan normally, um, and also they won't be at trailing. So what, what that means for the consumer is that they'll have to pay for that advice and that service, and, and that's okay, but... Um, what it does is takes people who may be on lower incomes or just just only just getting to their first home um, home and only just able to afford it, that they might not be able to afford to pay those fees. And so therefore, they will then have to search um, the banks themselves and be at the mercy of the banks in the information and, and recommendations and the advice that they get. Um, and so therefore, you know, those, those commissions and, and such will effectively go back to the banks. Uh, and they won't be paying the um, the broker for that. But, you know, the end consumer doesn't get that extra service either. Of course, what we're seeing in light of the Hain Royal Commission is that there is a huge effect on what happens uh, with the confidence of consumers when there is any issue to do with the banks because uh, we've seen just last week uh, heads have rolled at some of the uh, top levels in the banking sector and, uh, of course, we've been seeing over the past 12 months a house price slump and people are uh, putting that down to what's been happening with the Hain Royal Commission. So we're likely to see some of those things continue. I imagine confidence is the big thing that gets hit here. Yes, I think the um, current slump in property prices has uh, a lot of that is, um, well, it was expected in the cycle that I've often talked about. But it, So we, we do, we're expecting a bit of a slowdown at this time in the marketplace, but we never know what's going to be the slowdown. And this, this time around, I think it has been um, the anticipation of the Royal Commission's report and what the banking industry felt that um, the outcome of that would be. And so lenders have really tightened up um, their their um, practices on lending and probably the pendulum slow a little bit too far as it tends to do with these things. And so therefore, uh, people who legitimately could have got a mortgage and could have afforded a mortgage in the last 12 months haven't been able to get access to one. Whereas um, now I think that will back off a little bit. So that, could, that will be, a, uh, I, I feel that the banks will ease that a little um, because they've probably gone too far. Um, the other implications, of course, of the report are to do with financial advice and um, people who are paying for advice who weren't getting it. And I think um, that's, a, that's a completely different conversation and the big conversation itself. But I think um, the outcomes of that part of it will, um, will ultimately be good. So when the banks tighten their mortgage practices, it means that they are not going to quite so easily give a loan to anyone who makes an application. So uh, as you say, they'll likely loosen those as things go because the banks want to lend money too. I mean, that's the way they're making money. So I imagine that mm. some, things, th some things will self-adjust over the months ahead. Well, that's right. And, and obviously they're making money through lending and also... Um they, that money goes into the economy, um, into buying homes and to helping people, you know, upgrade homes and buy their first homes and um, and all of those things that, uh, you know, that, that creates in the economy. So clearly the government uh, are very keen to see that this continues to happen, uh, that lending, lending practices are, are, are 
of appropriate standard, um, but also uh, free enough that we actually, you know, good people who are trying to buy homes get the opportunity to be able to do that. And in the last 12 months, that hasn't necessarily been the case. Uh, one of the interesting things is that if you look at the delinquency rate, which is the rate of mortgages that aren't being paid, it actually hasn't really increased very much for a long, long period of time. So there is a bit of a debate out there that says, well, show me the evidence that um, the banking system is actually broken and people have been lent money that they can't actually afford to repay because the evidence doesn't seem to um, suggest that that's actually changed very much over the last couple of decades. Interesting to bring in a Christian perspective on the banking industry here, Darren, because it would appear to me that oftentimes when we talk about righteousness that exalts a nation, because, no doubt, it's that righteousness and integrity that causes us to have confidence. But when we hear of corruption and a greed-driven financial system, then we don't have confidence and the whole economy is affected. There is a certain sense in which a Christian principle in understanding wisdom when it comes to righteousness here is something that we'd like to see restored. Oh, absolutely. And unfortunately, we're in a fallen world, aren't we, and fear um, that continues to drive uh, human behaviour, and where there's opportunity to uh, for greed to be to thrive, then you know uh, I think governments need to have um, rules in place. I think there's also market forces that come into place as well, which I think you know um, I'd hope would be God ordained to some degree. Um, but it is it's difficult because. Um, there are big bonuses at, uh, that are at stake, and, and people are, when there's big money and things, big incentives available, unfortunately, people do the wrong thing. So I think overall, um, you know, we need to hold people to account. Um, but we are in a fallen world, and we've got to expect that these things will happen. Darren, I guess no matter what the government does and what might happen over the coming months, whether the current government is in power or whether it becomes the opposition that takes power, I imagine whatever legislation a government puts in place, the thing that's really important is the way the culture within the finance industry adjusts and uh, I wonder what your thoughts might be and having been someone who's dealt with this sector for decades uh, whether you think they can adjust to a place of integrity and the restoration of trust with consumers yeah I would hope so and I think that I suppose my concern about this whole Royal Commission and the outflow of it is that my experience is that the average mortgage broker out there and the average financial planner out there is doing a very, very good job of um, uh, helping in, uh, their clients. They care a lot about their clients and they do the right thing on the whole for their clients. The problem that we found is with some of the really big organisations um, at the higher levels, at the CEO level and at, at higher management levels, which is not the individual broker or financial planner business, it's at that higher level within the listed organisation are the ones who have been aware of things that are wrong and have not done anything about it. And that's very disappointing because what happens in my experience is that they will now over-regulate the industry again, once again, and it's been done a number of times. And it takes away the ability for mums and dads to get quality advice from people who really do care. Um, most of my colleagues in the financial planning industry when I was working in it were really good people who did a really good job with their, with their clients. 
Now it's very, very difficult for those people to actually deal with normal mums and dads because they've been priced, the way in which the compliance works within their businesses, it's so draconian that they actually can't produce the advice for their clients because of compliance without charging, you know, three to $5,000 per client for the work that they need to do. And so that makes it then more of a latest and a latest um, service to access. So the people who really need financial planning advice can't afford it. Well, there are significant things like that ahead. And, of course, we'd all like to see uh, the best advice coming to those who can afford it and those who can't. Uh, Darren Laudenbach is the founder of God's Money Matters, speaks, trains, mentors, coaches, and he's the author of a book too called God's Money Matters, Biblical Keys to Financial Freedom and the Art of Mind Over Money. There is a website for God's Money Matters, godsmoneymatters.com. Darren, thanks so much for your insights once again today on this important issue on 2020. Yeah, thank you, Neil. I appreciate you having me once again on the show. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.